Psalm 34. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. For I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Now the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. Now the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all of his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Psalm 34. Okay, let's face it. While we sit here, our trucks are rusting. The shingles on our house are losing all those little particles and wearing out. Some of us sit here with less than a quarter of a tank gas in our car. And others need to have our oil changed, probably a couple of weeks ago. And while we sit here, our furnace filters are collecting lint and dust, filling up. I don't know what the difference between lint and dust is. I think, I think lint comes from clothes and dust comes from us. We live in this world that is fallen. We live in this world that is broken. It's not what God initially intended. We long ago messed it up, if you will. So we experience that. We, we experience the brokenness of this world, that everything wears out, everything runs out, everything doesn't last forever. And there is brokenness 
sometimes all around us. We live in this brokenness. Life, this world, requires maintenance. Now, there's two different kinds of people in the world. People that love maintenance. They love to think ahead and take care of something before it's a problem. And the others that are completely annoyed that you have to think about fixing things all the stinking time. And these two people marry each other and live happily ever after. Or at least live after. This world we live in is, is broken. We hear it in the, in the psalm. This brokenness, David experienced it. David, as a young boy, was a shepherd. He was the youngest of the brothers. He probably knew what it was to be teased or bullied. He got the worst shifts as the shepherd. David, somehow, when he was sitting out there with the sheep, sitting on a rock, sheep that were so vulnerable, David, who faced the bear and the lion, knew the brokenness of this world. But somehow sitting on that rock as a young shepherd, he also experienced the goodness of the Lord, that the Lord delivers us from our brokenness. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in the Lord. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. David, as the young shepherd, experienced the brokenness of the world, but also the presence of God in the midst of that. David, even as an older man, as a king, where he had sinned greatly, still, while he was experiencing the brokenness of the world, the brokenness of himself, the brokenness of his family, still experienced that God was there, present. That was David, clear back in the Old Testament, before God sent Jesus into the brokenness of this world to redeem this world, to redeem all of creation. You see, sometimes as Christians, we think, well, our Christianity is just about whether I'm going to heaven or not. You know, we, we, we tend sometimes to focus on ourselves. But it is far more than that. God didn't send Jesus just to determine whether you and I go to heaven. God sent Jesus so everyone would have the opportunity to live forever. God sent Jesus so that this whole world, this whole broken world would be lifted up and redeemed. He's redeeming everything, all of creation, all of the world. We prayed it, didn't we? What did we say? Thy kingdom come where? Here on earth as it is in heaven. God sent Jesus into the brokenness of this world, the brokenness that you and I experience. Sometimes we feel broken inside, just crushed and run over by the world. Sometimes we stand in, in the brokenness around us, the brokenness of, of relationships, of friendships or family. Sometimes we just experience that the stuff in the world breaks one thing after the other. We experience standing in the brokenness. 
But that's exactly where God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus right into the brokenness of this world, not just to stand in it, but to redeem the brokenness of this world. God sent Jesus all the way to the cross. Is there anything more broken in this world than, than the cross? In Jesus' day, that was, that was a place of derision, a place of capital punishment, a place you avoided at all costs, the place of public ridicule. And yet Jesus redeemed it, redeemed it so much that I wear its silver around my neck. And if Jesus can redeem this, if he can take something so ugly in the world and make it beautiful, so beautiful that we want to wear it as jewelry or carry it in our purse or pocket, then Jesus can redeem everything. He can redeem all of us. Lift us up. So when we stand in the brokenness of the world, which we do and we will, we should also stand as followers of Jesus in that brokenness. We're called not just to stand in it, but I believe to participate with Jesus in lifting it up, fixing it and putting it together, redeeming it. This past week, we had the, the funeral for Muriel, now, Muriel lived to be 98. She had been a teacher, but she had been a teacher way back when teachers were different and schools were different. But I would argue kids are the same. Because part of what Muriel did besides teaching, besides encouraging children, she kept a basket of gloves, mittens, scarves, and hats. Do you know why? Because whoever had the idea that a kid could get to school with two gloves, a scarf, and a hat, and all the way back home with all those pieces was crazy, right? I mean, those gloves are in the pocket, but you're in school. They jump out of there. The scarf's in the sleeve, but somehow it falls out of there. The hat, who knows where the hat went, right? Because this world is broken. That's the way it is. I'm so old, I remember my lunchbox was metal. And inside my lunchbox was a thermos, and the great idea was it was lined with glass and given to a kid. How stupid is that, right? I drop my lunchbox seven to ten times a year, and every time the glass broke inside. My, my thermos inside my lunchbox never matched the outside. You know, they, they, it was just plaid in there, even though it was James Bond or some other thing on the outside. Because this world is broken. But I was thinking about that. Muriel had that basket of gloves and mittens and scarves and hats because she knew this world was broken. But she also was going to do something about it. And I thought that's, that's what we should be about as Christians. Not just worrying about whether you or I get to heaven, but how can we stand in the brokenness of this world and be ready? to have something to offer to the brokenness of the world. I believe we can do it. Now, I'm not talking about gloves and mittens, scarves and hats. I'm talking about all of us can do something, have something ready 
for when the brokenness hits us or hits those around us. When, when someone calls and they are crying or, or they're brokenhearted, when, when we see somebody that's just hurting, we, we can have something ready. And I, and I don't know what yours is. I don't know what mine is yet. I don't know where you go through the whole week. I don't know what gift God has given you, but we all have something. We all have something that we can have ready. That when we stand in the brokenness of the world, we're just not standing there, but we're standing as Christians, as followers of Jesus, and we're helping to fix the brokenness of this world that you and I can stand in the brokenness, but also, as we're going to sing in a minute, stand on the promises of God. Amen.